from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Your new favorite podcast. <laughs> we had a false start there. False start on the offense. 30-second penalty. First down. Uh, what's your favorite penalty in the NFL, Jake? What's your favorite? We, you like a little holding in the backfield? What do you like? Illegal block? I meant to say illegal block in the I backfield. Don't. Holding? I don't. I don't know. I'm a fan of the face mask myself. I would face mask everybody. I would just, yeah. Yeah, they do that. Mm-hmm. 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 No, would, it's, it's always about being offsides. You like being offsides? You like offsides? Do you like an offsides better than a false start? Yes. Okay. All right, John. Any, any? You have any? Uh... I don't watch football, so. <laughs> you know, it's America's sport, John. Are you ready for some football? You know what I mean. Uh, I think baseball is America's sport. Amer- baseball is America's pastime, definitely. Mm. Sit, sit back, have a hot dog, watch the Dodgers. There you go. Yeah, there, you there you go. go. That's that's what we like there to hear. Go. Dodgers and Giants in the middle of a heated race. Giants in in front by one game. They came back. Oh, man, the, the Padres almost got him last night, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's less than two weeks left in the season. We'll see how it all pans out. Both have made the playoffs, but it's just a matter of who's going to go what, who's got to play a, a short playoff series. You don't want to get in those one-game playoff situations. Anything can happen, even to the best of teams, even to the best of teams. Uh, it's a, It's been an exciting week here. Oh, so we, last week I wanted to, to mention we didn't officially announce – we talked about possibly doing a contest for the second uh, disc that Hob the Troll was kind enough to send us. And Patrick suge- suggested recasting the Rocketeer. So, yeah, that's an idea. So recast the Rocketeer. And also, John, somebody mentioned online, and I had heard this and I forgot, that the reboot of the Rocketeer was supposed to uh, be a focus on a person who was a, a guy who was one of the Tuskegee Airmen. He was going to oh, be. I heard you. that. I heard that too. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Uh, you know, I, I brought that Hob the Troll uh, CD for Patrick, and then you said we're not doing it at the shop. So <gasps> how could you? <laughs> how was it? How was it, John? Did you listen to it? Very funny. Very funny. Good stuff, but right? I, I, yeah, and uh, a, God, great cover. So anyway, I remember uh, I was going to bring it to Patrick, but then we will have to wait till next week, I guess. Wow. Well, we have one. We have one. And uh, uh, Hob the Troll doing all the music, all the music by himself. He's a one man. Oh, is that show. right? He's a one man. Oh, show. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. How about that? I figured he had a band back in him. No, man. He's doing it all himself. Very funny stuff. Very lo- funny stuff. I loved it. So what? This is album number what for him? I th- it's a three or four maybe. I think it's three or four. <laughs> So I'm check him out, hobthetroll.bandcamp.com. He he did mention that uh, we didn't get a bit. He didn't get a huge bump, so he wants those uh, superiors out there uh, buying his album. So give him give Guys, him some. We can do better. What's wrong with? Yeah, this? we can do better. <laughs> what the fuck? But we do have a second album we want to give away. I don't know why I'm holding it up. You guys can't see it at home, but I'm holding it up to so Patrick and Jake can see it. Doing the show remotely today. I need to. I have somewhere I need to be. Like right at three o'clock, so I needed. I wasn't going to make it back from the studio in time. So I appreciate you guys uh, bearing with me while we uh, yeah, while of course. make some changes here. So let's talk about it. So Hob the Troll, pick that up. Uh, give, give us a. Uh, oh, there's Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Sandy's got a new haircut. She didn't Hello, think Sandy. she didn't think we'd notice. 
we saw everything. Sandy, you want to come by and give us a little bit of that hair again? No? All right. Uh, Sandy just made a cameo there. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can find her on Cameo. John, you should start doing cameos. Do you know what those are? No. Explain to everybody. John, uh, Patrick, explain what a cameo is. I have no clue. I'm not. Hip. <laughs> sorry. I feel so bad. So, so sorry. So what a cameo is is sometimes you get like people who are who are kind of internet famous. Like you know, like, like let's say I got a cameo once from friend sent me one from Bat Dad, the guy that used to do those Bat Dad YouTube videos. And uh, for a small amount of money, they'll give you a little. Uh, they'll give you a little shout out. They'll give you like, "Happy birthday, Patrick!" And it'll be somebody dressed as you know, or somebody who's kind of internet famous, or it might be uh, somebody who was um, a celebrity at one time, but maybe not. So you know, it's a kind of a meeting place for people that are on the rise and people that are on the way down, and they kind of meet halfway. And kind they of like the love boat. They, yeah, they do these cameos, and they, they it's just called like they send a video to you, and it's personalized. You should do that. You should do a personalized John Sandy video with a, with the, who the hell would who the hell would care? Are you kidding, <laughs> guys? If you want to if you want a personalized cameo from John Sandy, if you want, I'll give you a list of names to read off people that want to mm. hear John Sandy shout them out. But then you got to do it in like, but you also have to do your laugh. Like you have to throw a gimmick in there. So it's like you're I not. You, yeah, you just got to be like, uh, here's Michael Bagford, <laughs> you know, and then like okay. do, I can't do that. I can't do the John. Sandy. I know somebody. Have, somebody have to tickle me. It's got to be like a. I can't do it on command. So oh, a little somebody would have to tickle make. me. Yeah. Tickle me, John Sandy. Uh, that's right. Doll. That's a, that's a, that's a doll that nobody was <laughs> once done wrapped. Are you kidding? Wow. Everybody would love it. You'd have a. Can you imagine having a John Sandy doll, and then you pull the string <laughs> and it does that laugh? Oh my god! I would love nothing more. I would love nothing more. I would cuddle with it. Sounds kind of horrifying. No way, man. No, no way, man! No way, a man! Life-size doll of me with yeah. a string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would have one. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. getting back to the to Hob the Troll, yeah. a couple of people have done it on Twitter already. But if you want to recast, recast the Rocketeer, uh, send your submissions to us via Twitter. And just use the hashtag uh, New Rocketeer, I guess, would be, right? New yeah, Rocketeer? Sure, sure, yeah. Use yeah. the hashtag New Rocketeer and uh, send it, you know, you know, make sure you tag us in it. Use that hashtag, and we will vote on which one we think is the best, and then that person will win a physical copy of 50,000, what is it, 50 million Hob fans can't be found by Hob the Troll. Love it. I love it. I love it. A physical copy. You will get a physical copy. And the back, it's worth it for just the picture on the back cover. And it's worth it for the picture on the front cover. I think it's a, <laughs> that's a hilarious parody of the Elvis album. <laughs> that cover of um, Magnet is fantastic. That cover of... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nut, huh? <laughs> They're all that really good. Crazy. They're all really, yeah. really good. Uh, I like that he does the Roy Orbison version of uh, Blue Bayou. <laughs> right. I was right, thinking right. Linda Ronstadt, and I forgot we after I talked to Hob the Troll and I interviewed him, I forgot that, uh, completely that Roy Orbison had done one with those weird background well, it's his, vocals. It's his, it's his song. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, She's covering his song. Yeah. I always forget she does such a good job. She made it her own. Well, that's the thing. She covers so many people's songs, and she, yeah, she always makes it her own. She's kind of like Aretha Franklin. Once she's done it, you can't imagine anyone else doing it. You know. 
As they said in the Buckwheat on Saturday Night Live, once Buckwheat sings a song, it's eternally his. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what a great show so far, huh? We're good energy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Patrick's here. Uh, I, can, I can contribute to this conversation with Pat- John. Justine told me to ask you if you watched Across the Universe yet. I haven't, but now every day, every week that passes that I haven't, I'm feeling very conspicuous about it. So I better get on it. I better get on. John, it. you're fine. You're fine. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Hold out. Don't let these people tell you what to do. By the way, I want to give a quick shout out to our friend, a friend of the show, Kyle Dodson. Uh, the former producer over at uh, Rock Solid, and uh, he is—he uh, recommended us for our board game night. Uh, he was telling me he started playing Root, which is Patrick Such knows a great game. is a great game. Such a fantastic game! But he says the app is awesome. And Have you tried the app yet? Oh, there's an app for it. There's an app, and what he was saying is the great thing about the app is when you want to teach someone the game, each faction in the game has its own uh, tutorial in the app. So you can just like hand someone your phone and go, here, now you know how to play this faction. It takes like, you know, five five minutes to learn the whole, you know, each faction. But he said the um he said the app is fantastic. So shout out to Kyle. We played it on the computer and it's great. To Kyle Dodson for uh, as well. All right. Is it good on the computer? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like it's got great animations. It's the same. it looks like I'm looking at the app right now. It looks exactly the same. Cool, man. How much is it on the uh on the uh Ten old dollars. Cool. Ten on the app. Yeah. Well, I have like a bunch of credit from Google Play that never, I never, from my Google surveys. I think I got like twenty bucks in credit, so that's where I'm gonna buy a. Well, do it, man. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. Make good life decisions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I want these little bastards caught and hung oh, up by their Buster nuts. Browns. What? <laughs> I thought you were going to say these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. What What is it hanging for their Buster Browns? What movie is that? That's Jaws. That's right. <laughs> Murray Hamilton, right? Patrick, have you ever played uh, Sea of Thieves? Yeah. See if these nuts fit in your mouth. Yes! There it is! Boom! Itch. Boom! There it is. Yeah. Mm. You heard about what's happening now, Rand? No. I ran these balls over your head. Oh! Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, do you like dragons? <laughs> nuts across your face. Hey, I know them all. Well, the show's off to a great <laughs> This is great. If you just tuned in for, if you've just this tuned in for stuff. an hour of family entertainment, you've come to the right place. <laughs> and I'm picturing quality entertainment. Picturing some mother with their. Uh, some mother with their kid listening on the uh, stereo. Oh, my in the mother's car. gonna scream at me for these horrible. Yeah, jokes. yeah. So, yep, it's the kid wearing the Giants hat. What? It's not me. Uh, what did you say? Yeah, you'll be like nuts. You'll be like uh, nuts. You'll be like Schwartz's mom in Christmas Story. What? What? What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> Poor Schwartz. Ralphie, what did you say, Ralphie? Couple what did of, I do? A couple of blocks away, Schwartz was getting his. Um, <laughs> that's such a great line. Uh, uh, was we we're, we're talking about we're saying something? We're, oh yeah, the root. The so get get uh, play root. root. It's awesome. It's fun. Yeah, L- it's a great game. Little asymmetrical uh, strategy game starring lovely forest creatures. Yeah. C- can anything yeah. be? Can anything be more adorable? Uh yeah. What's uh, 
they also have uh, what's it called? Uh, the bird game. Uh, Wingspan. Yes, yeah. it's also on. Uh, you can play it on computer too, and it, it transferred really well too. It's really pretty. Really? Okay, cool. I love yeah. that game, by the way. When like pandemic was crazy and we couldn't go out and see people's faces and you know have friends with friends and family, uh, Jake Ed and I were playing a lot of Root online. And, oh, uh, uh, wingspan. Nice man. Nice. It's good. It's a good time. Yeah. How do you feel yeah, about it? It was fantastic. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, we're gonna. I'm, I'm buying it right now. Buying Speaking right. of board games, we need to. Do we need to have a board game night? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, there was there was talk that we would have one this Monday. So let me know. We'll, we'll talk after the show, but uh, let me know. Have that's... you done one? Let me know. Since, uh, are you guys still still doing board night games? Board, uh, board game night? Not yet. Not yet. We have not had a. a, a, a we have not had a. Um... How, so you're just going to just mask up and do it like you used to, huh? Yeah, well, uh, probably something like that. Maybe, maybe or not. You, maybe, or you, maybe, maybe. Or do you zoom it? Have you? I thought you were doing like uh, we were doing Zoom night. board game nights. Yes, that is true. Yeah, that is that. But is, you haven't done one in person in, in a year and a half, huh? Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's been a hot minute. It's been a, it's been a while. It's been a hot, hot. It's been a while. Hot minute. It's been a while. What is that? Who, what song is that? I don't know. It used to be a hit, right? I don't know. It's been so. a while. What is it, like Creed or something? I don't think so. That sounded, come on, John, give it to us. Give it. It's been a while. I have no idea. Straight, I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry. Google it, please. <laughs> Google been a while. Uh, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it's like Creed or something. Uh, you might be right. In a while. Uh, in a while. Uh, stained. I was close, right? Same chain. Couldn't cut it as a blind man. Couldn't cut it as a man. <laughs> exactly. Oh God, the nineties could be awful. Uh, you know, the, I always put, I always like put down the eighties. Let me ask you guys a question, and I, I, we'll be honest. I want you to be honest. What popular musical genre, or like what popular, you know, in the pop realm, like so, it's pop bad. rock. You know, radio. What genre totally missed you? Like, what genre do you have no, like, just just you skipped out on it. You don't like it, or it just doesn't. It does nothing for you. Like you, for me, it's grunge. I a lot of those grunge. And then what happened is like bands like Creed were trying to sound like the grunge bands. So you never liked Nirvana or Soundgarden? No, never got into it. Man. Never got no. into it. No black hole sound. Uh, yeah, I feel for like with me, <laughs> with me, it was rap, you know, that hit right about, you know, I mean, so, you know, I liked Public Enemy. I liked the Beastie Boys. I liked De La Soul. But in general, all that gangster rap stuff, it just kind of passed. See, me and that's it when was, Nirvana was was yeah. hitting. I was getting yeah, into yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and somebody even said that. So somebody the other day, Jay Z or somebody said it's funny because Nirvana and their ilk delayed the onslaught of rap, maybe just by a couple of years. It's like when that came out, I went, "Oh, okay, we might. <laughs> our moment might be just like another year or two down the line." Like we were all set to take over, and then Nirvana hit, and it's like, "Okay, might have a pause before we actually do take over." <laughs> oh wow, I never knew that. Really, Jay Z. I, I read that just like yesterday. Jay Z had said that. He said it looked like we were just going to steamroller 
across the charts. And they said Nirvana just kind of tripped us up for like a year or two, you know, because they were monstrous, you know. They and really they were the last band that sounded like that that did make the charts. When you think about it, yeah, yeah nobody yeah. sold in those quantities after Nirvana. There was a moment where some bands were happening, like Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam, but that's the last time that rock was on the charts in any sort of meaningful way. I know, people, I know people that had a f- one foot firmly in both camps, and that's amazing to me. I, I know oh, people. Sure. I know people sure. that were, and, you know. And that's how you get a. That's how you get a band like Sublime or Kid Rock or something. Somebody's trying to do both. You know, I, I guess there's a lot of bands like that. They're trying to do like the rock and the rap thing simultaneously. That's yeah. how you get that. You know. They were just re- ripping it. off the Beastie Boys. You know what I'm saying? You can't have it all. You can't have it all. Uh, How about you, Patrick? What 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 would you miss? Would you miss the country Boda? music? Well, that's kind of everybody, though. Mm. I don't that's consider. Why co- I grew up in the country, though. Like, I grew up in the wine country where it's a very popular genre, and I just never got into it. I don't consider country music a genre. So, like a popular. I mean, you know it something? Is. I would have to say, as far as country music goes, there's a. Uh, Country music before auto-tune and country music after auto-tune. And it's two different things. <laughs> you know? I, I, you call it auto-tune. I call it Merle Haggard singing through his nose. Is what I... Yeah, you know. It's funny. I put down country music, but I don't turn off something like Hank Williams or Willie Nelson. What I turn off is something that came out like a year ago. Garth Brooks. So I guess... I don't turn the lights down low. Keith Urban. I guess I don't... Yeah. I don't hate, yeah, I don't hate all country music, but I'd say anything post uh, Kenny Rogers, I really have a hard time listening to. Bellarini, <laughs> you know. what's her name? This is a girl named Bellarini. Never my, heard of that. My brother got all into country music like five years ago. It's weird. Really? Yeah, really? He's all into it. He's all, he's all in. Wow, wow. He's all in. And, wow. and, and on the pop stuff, it's not even like, hey, I went back and I started listening to, you know, to uh, John Cash and uh, and and uh, yeah, that's the problem. And Waylon Jennings, new, you know, the new stuff sounds like it's so poppy you don't even know how it qualifies as country. It's pop. They're just singing it through their nose. They're just singing about. Yeah, you know, I that, don't know. That's all it's, it is. Uh, but there's a definite difference, and that, I suppose that's always been the way with country. There's always somebody bitching about new country versus old country. Oh, you but give me a. You give me you a know, you Johnny give, Cash. You give me a Doll Parton or a or a or a John Cash, and I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, or, you know, or Christ, uh, you know, Chris Christopherson or something like that, or uh, they, like that's like the real deal. I don't know. It, it just goes to show my age, I suppose. Anything that came out in the last 10, 20 years, I don't even know how that's considered country. What about? I don't know how it qualifies. What about a Ken Rogers? Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Kenneth I wasn't Rogers. even huge on him. I thought all that stuff was too poppy. It's kind of like if I'm going to listen to country, I want it to be. I'll tell you old what old school I'll, stuff. You I'll know, tell like you. Hank okay, Williams. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna undermine myself. Um, I'll tell you what gonna, country gonna, song sounds poppy that I love, and it's it's, yeah. it's Ken Rogers and it's Doll Parton. It's uh, Islands in the Island. Stream. Oh my yeah, God, are you Island kidding me? Stream, I love that yeah. song. Sing well, it. See, he crossed. They both crossed over. They were country artists that crossed over. My dad was a huge fan of both of them. I think he actually saw Kenny Rogers in concert, and Dolly Parton came out as like a guest star. And I think that just made awesome. it. I think his head probably was ready to explode. You know, Jake, sing it. Uh, he he loved both of them, and you know they were both on TV all the time. She had her own TV show. Sure, he uh, was in all those gambler movies. I mean, they yep. were monstrous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that Islands in the Stream. My God, that's a top forty hit. That's not just on the country charts. That was everywhere. Islands you know. in the stream. How about the gambler? You know, 
Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? You got to know when to fold them. Know when to fold them. Maybe I do know like country music. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was the greatest. Wait a minute. Maybe I do <laughs> like country music. <laughs> Jake, uh, what, what musical genre passed you by, my man? I I like most genres of music except country. Ooh. Why is that? A lot of people say that. I like some, a lot of I like some country. Like, yeah, like some of the older stuff, Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, all that. I'm, I like that stuff. But yeah, the newer stuff is just those kind of soulless. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Boy, you're, you're on the money, Jake. That's it's what not, it is. There's no soul anymore. About, there's, it's talking about nothing, nothing at all. It's talking about going out and drinking, riding your tractor. She took my truck and shot my dog. There's definitely some soul missing. Uh, you know, it's funny for, because that is, you know, that's what it really is. Old country kind of shares something with the blues, and that it's got a lot of soul. I love but the blues. new, the, the new stuff is just, it's just antiseptic. It's just completely soulless. Yeah. Just I don't, I don't, I don't care about your Republican agenda. You're trying to force down my throat. Hey, <laughs> what about them? What about them Dixie chicks though? Like Dolly Parton's Jolene? Oh, my God. I want yeah, to, yeah. That's, that's probably as close as I can get to country music. I, I mean, I guess a liberal agenda country music would be would be a little different. I guess you're singing about your Prius. And, uh, oh, you know what I mean? Instead of I your, am singing about my Prius. Instead of your, your truck. You know what it is? It's that, what's that subgenre, Americana? I think if you have to, yeah, if you say most country music seems yeah, to be by conservatives. Americana's <laughs> more folks folksy yeah. than it is anything else yeah. right like i, I can true. stomach americana because it's got more of a folk yeah. rhythm to it well then there was that that little alt country music in the early 2000s that kind of blew up where it wasn't quite country but it was country influenced and yeah you had, yeah he had bands like uh, well jenny lewis jenny lewis john she was big yeah her, yeah her band yeah. rilo kylie was kind of like a little like yeah little country like influence them. but you know but it was palatable i don't know it was palatable. It's mm-hmm. well, I think that the girls with the Dixie Chick says it is tough to get on country radio. Like the stations are like country radio stations. She says it is pretty tough to get on if you're not a conservative. She goes, most of those artists are conservative, and if you're not, like That's the true. Dixie Chicks, don't consider themselves. You know, they were the ones. They said when they called out uh, George W. Bush, saying that they were embarrassed that he was the president. They said that really cost them. They sold less records. They couldn't get airplay. People boycotted them. They said that really did. Taking a stand really did cost them. <laughs> so. It happens sometimes, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've taken a stand against the Beatles. And look, you know, we have five listeners. But, I mean, I'm going to st- – I'll die I on this we- hill. You will die on that. Hill. I don't. I, did, 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 did it really affect the number of listeners we had that you don't like the Beatles? Well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm. That's in my head. That's why I say we don't have any listeners. Okay. I try to make it seem like I'm. Gotta you have know, some excuse, right? Exactly, brother. Exactly. I, get the picture. I see. I get the picture. Uh, I get the picture. Justine couldn't be with us today, so if you're missing that, uh, and then of course Justine missed the boat on anything that sounds good. Or like music. <laughs> I respect that. I, just feel, I, I mean, besides country for myself, definitely like that early 2000s, late 90s pop stuff, like Britney Spears, Spice Girl, stuff like that, I never got into. And saying Backstreet Boys was just not for me. Well, I think I told you, know, that's, uh, I, I think I told you the first time somebody told me they, that their favorite artist was Britney Spears, 
I laughed and then it took me a second to realize they were serious because they were so much younger than I was that it was, they, they took that music seriously. And I was like, Oh yeah, I guess there's a whole generation that would, but you don't think about that when you're on this side of it. You You know, know, that's, that's for, it's music for high schoolers, you know, or, or, you know, junior high schoolers. Sure. But they're serious about it. I guess, you know, I mean, like the song says, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends, you know? I'd still like to know what that means exactly. It means I have to sleep with my friends. I don't yeah, know what that means. Exactly. Is there another meaning to a you gotta get with my friends? Patrick, you're a could be British slang for something. Patrick No, you, it means you gotta bang your friends. <laughs> you gotta get along with them. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get along with them. That's what that means. You gotta get Oh, you gotta go. I see. You, you know okay, you gotta so, go down the line and you gotta you gotta work your I way get up it. to her. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I thought that uh, it that kinda sounds like you have to sleep with my friends. Hundred percent, John. Okay. Also right. also valid. Also valid. Okay. Hmm. I'll have to ask. Next time I run into, into uh, ginger spice, I'll have to ask her. Wow. You knew one of the spice girls. That's amazing. Well, funny. remember last week? <laughs> That's how I won the, the CD, I think. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, let's let's do a round of trivia real quick. Let's do some trivia. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ready. All right, here we go, guys. It's only it's only three of you today, so the competition is uh, is uh, fierce. Kid <laughs> and uh, not uh, concerning. Yeah. Wow. wow! Wow! How about that? Wow. I'm the... just kidding. Sorry. What do you think, Jake? How should we take that? I'm hurt. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I think we've gone through the deck. Have we? Let's see. Uh, Jake, does the Statue of Liberty hold the torch in her left or her right hand? Left? Her right hand. Her right hand. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's the right hand of justice. Patrick, how long did Sleeping Beauty sleep? Uh... Until some fucker kissed her on the mouth. I don't know. Some fucker kissed her on the mouth. Okay. Uh, five, no, she was a child. Um, I'm going to say five years. A hundred years. One hundred years. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Damn. I want that in the book. I want the book to have the narration going. And so she slept until some fucker kissed her on the mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's accurate, John. John, what horror, what yes. ho- horror film features a famous scene where a woman is stabbed while taking a shower? That would be Psycho. That's it. John's the winner. We should probably Man, do another that one. That, yeah, that was, that, that's what she said. Here we go. Let's do another one. Man, we are disappointing. Uh, that's also what she said. Je- Patrick, we'll that's go right. backwards. John, name two of the four U.S. presidents who have been assassinated while in office. Uh, well, there's Lincoln, mm-hmm. and and there's Kennedy. Mm-hmm. All right, Patrick. What was Excalibur in the Legend of King Arthur? Uh, his sword granted to him by the Lady of the Lake, blessed by Merlin, as a weapon to destroy all and smite evil and unite the realms of uh, London. Uh, wow, you s- sword. Wow, you are in. You're really into that stuff. Sword would have. Uh, <laughs> Sword would pop that out. You just pop that out. You were correct <laughs> until you you were correct until you said London. So yeah, <laughs> minus points. That's uh, amazing that he just he just, he just kind of popped out that whole thing like like it's just like he's walking around with that in his head all day. John, he was quoting Monty Python. It's not that impressive. Uh, well. well, 
What are <laughs> Jake? What are Windsor and Four in Hand examples of? Windsor and Four in Hand. Windsor. Mm-hmm. Um, Four in Hand. Mm-hmm. Is that a uh, tennis racket, brands? No, it's a knot. That would have been my guess. A tie knot. Oh, a Windsor knot. A Windsor knot. Yeah. Uh, John, how many weeks is a normal full-term pregnancy? How many weeks? John wouldn't know this because he's long gone by then. Uh, how many weeks is yeah. a normal <laughs> full-term <laughs> pregnancy? Wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> so sorry, John. I'm kidding, John. That was a that was actually kind of a on compl- the other, On the other hand, I have no kids. So <laughs> maybe I did, that was maybe a- I did pit skedaddle, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So it's, it's, uh, I would say uh, 36 uh, weeks. Oh, 40. You were close, 40. Okay, all right. Uh, Jake or Patrick, here it is. What does the B stand for in the word scuba? Uh, uh, I have no clue. Incorrect. Self-contained underwater. Alice. Breathing. 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 I didn't realize scuba was an acronym. I yes. Either. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. I would have never guessed that that was an acronym. How about that? You think they just made up scuba? You think Frank Sinatra just named it? Yes. Scooby dooby doo. Hey, Pally, let's call this thing a scuba. Did nobody win that? Nobody won that round. Uh, No, John got the last one right. No, he got it wrong. So you got to go again. You got to go again. One more time. We can do this right, Mario. We swear. There we go. This time we're starting with Jake. Jake, what body part does Luke Skywalker lose in his fight with Darth Vader? His hand. Which one? That wasn't the question. (laughs) Yeah, just which body part is his hand? Jake. Yeah, which one? Patrick, what temperature is the same in both the Fahrenheit and Celsius scales? Uh... That's a good question. What was the question? I should know this. Uh, I did not know this. Uh, it's not freezing. It's not boiling. What, tem- uh, what temperature is the same in both the Fahrenheit and Celsius scales? Oh. For all you- I have uh, not. I dude, these questions are hard today. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have no clue. Negative 40 degrees. Negative 40 degrees. How did you not Really? Mm-hmm. Does it just, like, max out for Celsius, or are they like, nah, we're done? Yeah, I guess. I guess that must be it. Uh, back to John. John, yeah. how, how do you say hi in French? Bonjour. Correct. Jake, what was the name of the two brothers who published the fairy tales Cinderella, Rapunzel, and Sleeping Beauty in 1812? Nope. There's a board game named after it. Named after him. That one's easy. Uh, yes, uh, Terraforming Mars. <laughs> the Brothers Grimm, right? The Brothers Grimm. Patrick, you win. Sweet. There we go. No, I didn't. I didn't get my temperature question correct. Oh, you didn't. John wins. Yeah. Yeah, John won that one for sure. What do I get? You get a hug. What do I win? Pride. Yeah, you get the pride of knowing. I mean, besides that. I mean, besides that. Well, you already have the pride of knowing that you did a good job today. 
<laughs> oh, I thought there was a CD in that package or something. There is. You win a second. You won a second copy of. Uh, is that gonna be? Let's let, let's not get acclimated. Is that the to same? The, is that the same CD? Let's, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not get acclimated. Give it the, let's not get acclimated to the prizes. All right, let's let's. let's <laughs> okay, let's, give that one to Patrick. Then, no, 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 no. John, where were you? We we're giving that one away for the Rocketeer. Oh, re- that's right. Come on, that's man. Right. That's right. I, I mean, I deserve prizes. Mario's all. Where were you? It's this show, the show that we're doing now. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a good mood. I'm in a great yes, mood. You are. I am. Seems like you, seems like you're jolly. Oh, I'm. Well, are you talking about Jolly, the pilot on Battlestar Galactica? Also fat. Also are you fat. Talking the jolly green giant? <laughs> He's like the Porkins uh, of the original Battlestar Galactica universe. Porkins. Jolly. I, I would. I would love that if somebody's all. Hmm. Star Wars had a fat guy. We're gonna have to get a fat. Yep. <laughs> and bonus. <laughs> He has a walrus mustache. He has like the big walrus. Mm. Nice. In the in the seventies, yeah, they've got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's coming back. That's coming back. You see a Is lot it? of you see a lot of guys with questionable facial hair right now, except they mm. have neater hair. They have neater hair. They have neater, neater hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I just don't want the mullet to come back, and I've seen it a couple times. The mullet better not come back. I've seen it so many times. I think in some terrifying. parts of the country, the mullet never went away. <laughs> Like depending on where you live, it John, never went. You are not wrong. You know, they're mm. bringing it back. Uh, why can't we bring back the mm. cool stuff? You know what I mean? Bring back uh, parachute pants or something, you know? Parachute pants. <laughs> uh, is, is MC Hammer still alive? Uh, he's up there. He's in Oaktown. I don't know. Is he? Where, what's the status on uh, What's the status on MC Hammer? Can someone, he's alive. What was the... Uh, what was the... Pe- was it Pepsi he was doing the commercials for? He didn't have like a was it a tax scandal or a bankruptcy scandal? He was bankrupt. He did go bankrupt. So all that can't touch this money went away. That song uh, was huge. Can't touch this. That song was huge. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Yep. And then he did those he did those Pepsi commercials where he'd take a big gulp and go proper. I don't remember that. Yeah. What would he say? Can't touch it. He'd take a great big drink of Pepsi and go, proper. Man, I hate Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because of that or you just don't like Pepsi? No, it's just I hate Pepsi. Oh, there's no Pepsi Zero like there is Coke Zero. No, there's Pepsi Max. Oh, God, never heard of that. Uh, let me they're tell not, you what. Let me tell. Let me tell you. Marketing it very well. Let me tell you something. If you're ever, yeah. well, you know, I can't drink regular soda anyway. But if you're ever in a situation, and you know what it is, all these little independent like burger stands that that are exist, they all carry Pepsi. They all Why carry Pepsi. Cheaper. I don't know. It's cheaper. probably cheaper. But uh. if you're ever in a situation where you have to drink diet Pepsi or die of thirst, die of thirst because diet okay. Pepsi is terrible. Off. All right. Part is my mom likes Diet Pepsi. Oh, Mrs. What's your mom's last name? Patrick. Same as mine. I don't, I don't, know. I don't, I don't know her situation. She could be remarried. I don't know what's up. Mrs. McCarns, do yourself a favor. I know you listen. There you go. Good job, buddy. Get oh, yourself. Oh, I'm not going to mess around with your mom's last name. I'm not going to, you know, it's your mom. Be respectful. Uh, I want you to get hold of some Coke Zero. If you can mm. get a hold of some Coke Zero, 
and uh, we're gonna we want you to put all the Pepsi away, okay? If only. Yeah. It's always love diet Pepsi. No, it's not good. It's not. It gave her cancer. I'm a hundred percent assured of that fact. Oh, oh no. Don't say no, that. that bad. Is your mom okay? No, then? like it, it is that bad. Aspartame in the diet sodas give you cancer. 100%. So what's in what's in Coke Zero if it's not aspartame? Stevia. Okay, that's a natural thing. Stevia, right? That's a natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you get that from a plant or something. You know, Mario, you're right. I had a Coke Zero, and you're right. It actually, I was surprised. I'm like, wow, this actually does taste like something. It doesn't taste awful, you know. Mm-hmm. That's I'm not right. sure how I had one, but I did. And I'm like, wow, how about that? Mario's right. Coke Zero ain't bad. Why would I? Why would I? Why would I? Oh, I just thought you said I like it, but it's like I've got to have it. I can't drink a regular one. So I, I don't know how I ended up drinking one, and I thought this is not bad, you know, if I had to give them up. I'm, I'm trying not to drink sodas anyway, so I guess I probably should go for Coke Zero. You, you should. You really should. Uh, we do whatever makes Mar- you happy, John. Now it looks like Mario's playing the game. No, I'm, I'm, I'm reading. Game. I'm reading. <laughs> I'm reading the difference. Coke Zero does use aspartame, so I'm. Gonna, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that shit's scary, man. You be careful. It's all I yeah, drink. it. Uh, I think it's true. I think what Patrick says is true. They've written about that. That it probably is uh, much more harmful than sugar, <laughs> unless you're diabetic. I'll be careful. Yeah. <laughs> there he goes, chugging it down. I'll be careful. I will. I do drink a lot of. I only. I drink about one. I don't drink Coke Zero every day. Uh, I drink a lot of water. I drink a lot of water. Good. Water. Yeah, yeah. So I don't drink uh, Coke Zero every day, but I do enjoy Good. it. Um, if I'm eating like a burger or something or like a steak, I want. Uh, I want yeah, to it's funny how nothing chases down a burger like a soda. You know. Yeah, it's true. It's tough. It's tough. A burger and fries. Very tough to drink something other than a. We probably shouldn't be eating the burger and fries. First of all, let's not get crazy, huh? Let's not get get carried away. Easy now, easy. (laughs) I love it. You shouldn't be eating a burger and fries anyway. Don't fuck Hmm. with my burger, asshole. So I did Hmm. have a whoa language. Your mom's listening. Yeah, I know. Uh, Okay, so I, I, I. Found this on Twitter, and I want to read it to you guys, and I want your answers. Are you ready? Yeah. You get $10 million right now in your hand, but there's a catch. Uh A small snail is chasing you for the rest of your life, and if it touches you, you die a terrible death. The snail can't be killed. It knows your location at all times, and its only purpose is to find you. Do you take the money? Do you take the $10 million? Where Where does it start, though? Where does it start to come after me? It's, I would guess that it's going to be near you to start. Now I got this. Hold on. So uh, always okay, so this is have perfect. To be looking. Your standard snail travels uh, uh, at a speed of 0.03 miles per, per hour. Okay. okay. I like where right? this is going. So you legitimately have to move uh, each day. Hold on. I got this. God, you already. Who's Just got that? Over <laughs> a mile away, every twenty-four hours, and you'd be fine. But what if you want to live somewhere? What if you want to settle somewhere? That's fine. If but you, all you do is you travel a mile away. A mile yeah. away from what? Because eventually you're going to be farther away 
You're going to be so far, you're not going to keep tra- be able to keep track of the snail. So you, you, wait, you say you can't you can't kill it, but you could move it, right? You could pick you it up and put you, it in a No, jar you can't touch it. Touches you. you can't touch it. Touches it touches you. Did you die, John? There, okay. there said nothing about somebody else touching it. That's true. You could hire somebody to move the snail. Yeah. Or just put it in a jar. I mean, if you have $10 million, you could just be like, hey, bro, I'm going to give you $10 million. Or not, I'm going to give you a grand. You take this snail, you put it in a box, and you just take the box away, Okay. Yeah, but you don't know. But, would you rather? But see, here's the thing. Would you? The the question becomes: Do you want to know where the snail is at all times, or would you move to like Tahiti or something and not know? And then the snail, because the snail's purpose is to find you, right? So what if the true, snail? True. What if the snail gets on a, a cargo plane or something and winds up in Tahiti? You don't know it's there. You turn around, you're taking a shower, zap! It's got gotcha. you. Snail gets eaten. It's not. Can't be killed. So the whole idea. I get what this is. Is like, can you live with the discomfort of always having to know where that snail is? Yes. <laughs> can you enjoy yourself with ten million, knowing that this thing is all it's there for is to find you and touch you? Yes, you know? that's it. Yeah. What do you yes. think? I don't know. The fact that it's a snail—if it was like a cat, or if it was a spider—that's one thing. Snails are pretty slow. See, it seems like that you should be able to figure out where it's coming at all times. The, you know, that's the false sense of security. That's the uh, thing. I mean, like I said, he can only travel. You know, less day. than a, no, it's less than a mile. A day. Unless he hitches a ride, hitching a ride. True. Yeah, what if, True. Yeah, You're what not if wrong. Smart snail. Yeah, and hitching then we have to question the intelligence of the snail, right? Like, how smart is this snail? I mean, it knows where you are, and its purpose is to kill you. So yeah, does this? And snail... you say you say it's a horrible death. Yeah. It says, well, that's a, and the snail it, drive. Nobody can hitch a ride on a car. See? So if he, if he gets questions. if he goes in a, if he gets in an S car, you go look at that S car go. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah. Usually that takes a lot more setting up, but since we're already talking about snails, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, let's just say he can, he can attach to like somebody's hubcap. Doesn't have to go all the way up to the car. Just gets on a hubcap. You know, I'm picturing most people going, 10 million, fine, I'll take that chance. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Most people go, okay, horrible death, it's moving, it wants to, f-. it's like, uh, yeah, that's fine. I, you know, I'll have a great life until it gets me, you know. I would pay somebody from SpaceX $10,000 <laughs> to launch that sucker into space. Be like, SpaceX. <laughs> you go, to put Jesus. this in a box and, and launch it into space. Yeah, take it with you into the space station and then just send it out. Send it out the poop chute. All you need to do is push it, push it I mean, well, because there's nothing. I mean, to, my other question: push too, it away right? from Earth, and there's nothing to stop it from, from um, you know, unless it bounces into an asteroid coming back, and you know it can't burn up. But other than that, that that's what I would do: is just push it into. But I mean, I think the other question then has got to be like. Does the snail only chase you as long as you have the $10 million? No, right? it's for the rest it, of your life. Okay, so it's for the rest of life. Mm-hmm. Never mind that. So, again, what this gets down to is, are you comfortable looking over your shoulder like every 10 minutes <laughs> if you've got $10 million, you know? Here's what I do. That's the, that's the point, right? I stick some kind of tracker on it, right? Yeah. And then I, 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 I bribe somebody to, to launch it into space. I mean, I think the space part's pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah, what is that thing they have now that you can throw into somebody's purse? It's like a little Apple tracker or something. What yeah. is that? It's like yeah, there's a, a bunch size of, of a, 
the size of a watch fob or something. You put that on the snail, and then you could, you'll always know if it's getting anywhere near you. Right? Or you drop it in the Marianas Trench, and like a, you, you encase it in concrete and drop it in the, in the Marianas Trench. Mm-hmm. I know. At that point, it becomes like a Looney Tunes cartoon. You know, like with the frog, you put it <laughs> yeah. in a box. You, bury, you know, you put it in concrete. You know, yep. you put it under a building, and mm-hmm. there it is. You know, a mm-hmm. hundred years later. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know on Twitter uh, at Soup Complex. What are you doing? You taking the ten mil? Or are you going to say no? Boy, thank you. You know, because it's a snail. If it was a Gila monster or a you know a snake or a spider, but the fact that it's a snail, I think most people would go, "Yeah, I it's probably fine." You know, well, how, I'm going to take my chances. I mean, it, what's it going to do? How am I not going to know it's coming? John, did you not grow up watching the Twilight Zone? Dude, this is this is classic Twilight Zone setup here. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying is they come up with these things like the thing with the box. The one that everybody always talks about is that box. you push the button and it's going to kill somebody. You don't know who it is. You get this money, but you push this button and somebody's going to die. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, do you push the button, John? Yeah, John, do you push the button? Well, this is just like that. Or Actually, that one's a little more. I think that one takes a lot more, you know, asking what kind of person you are. Somebody will die. You don't know who it is. But okay, get John, you take the money, but it kills one of the remaining members of the Beatles. Do you take the money? You would take the money. I don't think I would do it. No way. Kill Ringo. No Ringo way. Ringo or Paul, you would I, do it. No, 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 no. I don't wish any. I don't wish anyone dead. Well, you came up with the question. You, you wouldn't do it, huh? I'm just asking <laughs> you. I'm asking you. you. Would I kill one of the last two Beatles to get the the payday? No, I wouldn't do it. You know why, Mario? Because they brought me such pleasure in my life. You know? I would I would definitely... <laughs> I don't wish anyone dead, but do I want a sinkhole to open up while the Padres and the Giants are playing each other and swallow up the stadium? Yes, I would take that. Well, that's, all. that's a whole different thing. That's not killing a beetle. <laughs> it's, killing, it's killing two. What if one people. of the beetles could follow you for the rest of your life and then try I know, to I was going to say, for the this could have been all, okay, this poisonous beetle is following you. No, you it's mean Ringo. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? It's Ringo. I love it. And one of the beetles is following you. And by the way, it's Ringo. <laughs> wow, that's weird. What is that? Holy that's cow. What is that? Is that, is that a ring? Is that a nightlight? Mm, it's a little ring, little Ringo. Your wedding ring? <laughs> yeah, it's my wedding ring. Oh, that'd be great. Where'd you get that? Little bunnies. It's my daughter's. I don't know what you got. It's a little. I think it's like a prize. Would you put that it. into the camera. I was thinking about. Remember that anime where they had a strobe effect and they said it was giving people seizures? <laughs> yes. Yes. You're like yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do remember that. Mm. Uh, are you okay? No, I'm having a seizure. Which anime is giving you a seizure, Jake? You watch anime. It gives you a seizure? Oh, God. Uh, wasn't, didn't Akira have some? A little bit. A little bit. It had some, like, strobe effect going on in for it. All right. What about, uh, what is your favorite anime, Jake? Is it? Uh... Me? It's like asking who your favorite child is. It's like, yeah, wow. yeah I'm, not, I'm not gonna let everyone else know. I wow. I could name my favorite child. I could name my favorite anime. Go ahead. Cowboy Bebop. Mario, you would actually really like it for the music alone. Right, the art style is beautiful, but the music is fantastic. I'm gonna check it out. Cowboy. It's a Bebop. lot of jazz. Yes. Of, like, I'll after we're done on the show, I will play something for you, and you'll fall in love. Don't tell me that. Okay. Just be warned. 
<laughs> you have been warned. You're going to fall in love with, what is it? Uh, it's uh, Cowboy Bebop or Rebop? Yep. Cowboy Bebop. 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 Mm. Mm. Like the that. jazz. Mm. It, yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mario, you never checked that out before, huh? Cowboy Bebop? No, I'm I'm woefully ignorant of uh, of anime. anime. Mm. Yeah, anime is not my. Uh... Oh yeah, our call-ins in two minutes, so let's take a quick break. And when we come back, guess what it's time for? I don't know what's what's the time for. Da 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 da. Digital movies. We'll be right back after these messages, guys. Hey everybody, welcome back to the uh, old podcast here We had a nice little break uh, I hope everyone's doing well uh, Why is my camera uh, not working? Alright, here we go uh, well, the, I, don't see Pat, I don't see Patrick or uh, Jake oh, I'm my, here, I promise It might be your connection yeah, well, I, I see them, yeah, I see them uh, uh, Now I see Patrick, I do not see Jake Well, you're not going to see him until he talks Watch, talk Jake Hi, hello Hey, how are you? Uh, yeah, that's not it I'm getting some kind of weird picture oh, I see like cowboys Oh, is that is that on Jake's end? That's it's his, like cowboy. That's his little, uh, it's his little away screen. It's, 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 it's like uh, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Looks, it's his user profile yeah, it's the picture. Good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. So I had two songs stuck in my head after a break. Uh, you're never gonna guess what they are, but would anyone like to try? Uh, with arms wide open. Nope. Uh, Eleanor Rigby. Nope. God, that is a song that just instantly. I was. I was Shut, looking for an emphatic no on that. Instantly one. shuts me down. Instantly, I just inst, it's like a, it's like narcolepsy. As soon as I hear the opening strains of Eleanor Rigby, I'm like, <laughs> I would guess. I guess I probably guess that's why you hate the Beatles is because Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> that is not a. That is not a. That is not a fun song. Um, uh, uh, let's talk about no. It, it's two songs. What uh, songs? Uh, one, John, you don't have any guesses. I will guess Highway Star by Deep Purple. One is a song that I don't even know the name of. I just know it's a girl singing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's all I know. It's a girl singing that. And uh, mm. it seems like one of those adult contemporary songs you hear when you're waiting, uh, when you're on hold with a dentist. Little Isn't bit that, of this. That's like, little that's like bit Taylor of, Swift or something, right? Mm, or, I don't know. No, no. I forget who that is. The and then uh, the other song is uh, the the incidental music from Gilligan's Island when they're coming back from the break that goes you know what I'm talking about yeah mm-hmm. I do I love all the I love all the Gilligan's Island uh, incidental music yeah you know I love the stuff when it first opens you know when it's like harps and stuff or like when they get like an animal drunk, you know, it'll be all Yes, John, yes. They should have a whole you know, they've got soundtrack albums for everything, but they don't have one for Gilligan's Island. Is it? 
Also, whenever a uh, ginger like is putting the moves on somebody, it'll be all da 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 wow wow wow. Is that how it goes? How does it go? Do it again because I was playing music in the background. John. Oh, that's not me. No, 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 no. Do the the ginger music again. Oh, uh, you know. Wow! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's like putting the moves on, you know, Denny Miller, the Monkey Boy, or something. You know, what a great show! I love how she she always does that. They're like, okay, let's sick ginger on him. You know, it's like somebody that's gonna get him off the island, and somebody always goes, I know, let's sick ginger on him. Ginger, would you sleep with this guy? Strother Martin is up on the top of the mountain with a receiver. Strother Mountain. Strother Martin. How do we... That's the weirdest guest star. Out of all the people that guest starred on Gilligan's Island, Struther Martin's got to be the weirdest. <laughs> How did that show avoid being remade during the 90s? Let's remake all the 60s TV uh, craze. Oh, yeah. You know why? Because it was impossible. You, you can never come up with those seven personalities again. Um, there's certain shows... I know, you're right. They remade all those things, and uh, everything got rebooted. I'm kind of surprised they didn't do a movie like they did with the Brady Bunch. Those kind of worked because it was tongue-in-cheek. I don't know how they didn't do that with uh, Gilligan's Island. There was talk about it. They said, like, uh, Jim Carrey would have been Gilligan. No, no, no. And, like, and like Brian Denny, he was going to be the skipper. <laughs> no. Uh, it just wouldn't have worked. It's like trying to do I Love Lucy. It's like, like you, you can't do it without Lucille Ball, and you can't do it without, you know. Uh, yeah, so yeah. It just, it, you know, it's just well, no way. All right. No way. I, I just wanted to know how that missed because that's a great show. But time. what they did do, I don't know if you remember this, a while back, maybe like early 2000s, they had this series of shows about the making of TV shows. They did the they did Three's Company and The Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island and Batman. And they had people playing the actors, playing the characters. And it was a behind-the-scenes TV movies about how the shows got made. And those were odd. Those are really odd. I don't know if you remember. There's one called Back to the Batcave or something about how they made Batman. I don't remember that. And Star Trek. I think they did one for Star Trek, too. And they did so they did one for Gilligan's Island. So they had to come up with seven people that kind of looked yeah, like those, those actors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could never recast it today. Of course, you know, if you let Jake do it, he'd make Ginger would be Emma Stone. And that would just, no. Everybody, Emma Stone. No. I think you should remake it with, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, who are you going to get to play Ginger? I don't know. Uh, well, Salma Hayek, but, uh, of course. I know, I was just thinking either Salma Hayek or uh, Monica Bellucci, but neither one of them look like Ginger. <laughs> they don't need to look, don't, you got to see, that's the thing, you're casting, you, you want them to look, they just need to be a movie star. They don't need to look like Ginger. I, just, I suppose, but you know, need, no. you are going to be you're going to be looking for types that look like the original types. Yeah, you, you know? just put them in the co- the costume does the work, John. That's the costume. Okay, so work. you get Monica Bellucci and you stick a redhead. Nobody right knows who Monica Bellucci is, John. I'm going to have to. I'm going to quote Mean Girls. Stop trying to make Monica Bellucci happen. She had her moment. It's past. Okay, I, I know you so, love her. You, all you have to do. All you have to do is Google her, look, to, just ask sure, for a picture of her, sure and you'll you know. I'm sure you have. You'll Hello. Know. Listen, John, you I know you're know. a big Monica Bellucci hey. fan, but my wife, yes. Selma Hayek, is better. She's more well-known. 
Uh, it, it, yeah, see, it, it it, does, that's very shallow. That's very shallow of you to think that she's got to be more. It doesn't. She's a better person or more beautiful just because she's more well known. It doesn't need to be. Listen, I'm, I'm just I'm putting down your wife is what I'm doing because I don't think I don't think you even know what Monica Bellucci looks like. I do. I saw her in the in the Matrix, the second Matrix movie in the yeah. white leather uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dress. Yeah. Monica Bellucci. Like they're gonna reboot. They're gonna reboot the Matrix, or is it gonna be like part four or something? Part four. Part four. Man. And my first. My first question was, is Monica Bellucci coming back? Is she and still yes, around? Everyone, yeah, she is. She's like 52 or something looks like that. Looks great. Yeah, like, like my wife, Selma Hayek. Looks great. Uh, she was in that James Bond. What, she was in Spectre, wasn't she? Or, oh, that's yeah, right. She was in Spectre. The worst. Yeah, and everyone made, a, made, everyone made a great big stinking deal about it. Like, oh, the oldest Bond girl, you know, 50, and she's a Bond girl. Is that possible? And it's like, Jesus Christ. Well, you, you, here's the thing, though. I mean, aside from the shallowness of Hollywood, 50 looks a lot different than when we were kids, though. I mean, 50-year-olds 50, 50 now do not look like the way 50-year-olds did back when we were... I mean, fifty-year-olds don't look like Ellen Corby, right? They, they look like you know, yeah. You're right. They, it's all. I mean, my God, thing. I'm about to be fifty, and I'm still wearing Star Wars T-shirts, for better or worse. Uh, you know, I love it. I'm fifty, and I'm wearing a Porkins T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fifty. You know, it's like uh, you know, we when we get the cardigans. You know, we. It's not like we dress like uh, you know. You know, like, see, if I had any, if we're I not going to dress, you and I, you and I are not going to dress like, we're not going to dress up like Ozzy Nelson or Robert Young. No, you know, it's not going to happen. Not at all. You know? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if anything, if I, if I could dress like any TV star, I would dress like George Jefferson because he always looked his best. Always impeccable, impeccably, impeccable, impeccably dressed. Yes, Jesus, <laughs> he's like wearing a three-piece suit and he's just walking around the living room. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Sharp, sharp as a tack. Always what? looked fantastic. Always looked great. Uh, what better time to wear your three-piece suit than yeah? When you're arguing with the maid and hanging out in your living room, or he always had the silk robe. Remember, he had like a silk robe. Yeah, yeah. I was like with like a. You know, my favorite character. The, the funniest guy in that show, because it's almost like he's he's from a different show. It's like he's from Green Acres or something. Is a uh, Bentley. Mm-hmm. I just love I love George Jefferson's reaction to Bentley. Like this guy just dropped in from Mars, you know. God, the Jeffersons! What a great show! What a great yeah, show! I love it. Um, I love it. But yeah, I want to be. I want to dress like George Jefferson, man. Just three piece suits, go. you know, pocket squares, the whole deal, the whole nine. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. George Jetson. Yeah, George Jetson too with the collar, <laughs> with the pop collar. Oh my aching back! Oh my aching back! It's great. And then Jake's all, yeah, I love when George Jefferson hops into his spaceship and goes to space lease yeah. rockets. There it is. Wow, that sounded great. That sounded great. There goes the Jetson's car. Jetson, you're fired. Uh, that's gotta be like a 50 piece swing orchestra <laughs> oh there's like a and, they, and they've got like that that ginger grant trumpet when uh when it's oh god yeah uh that's back when that's gonna be the most smoking trumpet in the history of animated <laughs> cartoons <laughs> uh, i don't know those uh, trombones on johnny quest are pretty swinging uh really god yeah. It's that's all the same guy. It's the white curtain and his uh, orchestra. My yeah. God, it's the greatest. Crazy. I, that's that's what I want playing in the car whenever I'm driving anywhere. Is the Johnny Quest theme song? It's da, the da, 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 da. All right. Da, 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 da. 
guys, these guys don't know what John, you think these two know from Johnny Quest? I know Johnny Quest. Come on. Yeah. See, there you go. See, I, I, watched, all those, <laughs> I watched all those Hanna-Barbera shows. Growing there up. you go. You know, Boomerang, one word, Boomerang, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. They had they had the entire library of the uh, of the Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Some girl at work, some girl at work who's like 21 or less than 21, and she's talking about Boomerang. She goes, oh, yeah, they play Yogi Bear and the Flintstones and Huckleberry Hound and Herculoids and Space Coast. I'm going, wow, all this stuff I watched the first time around back in like 65. (laughs) You know, if you got Boomerang as a kid, you saw all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dude, did you say Herculoids? That's crazy. Yeah, Uh, remember that? I don't, there you go. but I do, but I, I don't. Do. I never watch it, oh, but I know what they are. You would never believe the Herculoids. It's two cavemen, two giant amoeba named, like, Bloop and Gleep that can, like, divide into, like, different pieces. They got a, a monkey made out of, out of, like, stone, or I yeah. should say a gorilla made out of stone. They got That's a triceratops true. that it's shoots lava out of his horn, yeah. And a dragon, a dragon that, like, shoots lasers, yeah. And that's that's the Herculoids. What, do they, cool, huh? what do they do? Oh, you know, they just hang out, have a beer, and talk. Oh, and weird. Fight crime. No, I don't know. They're, they're in some sort of prehistoric land, but there's always, like, you know, bad guys landing, and so they have to take them out. But I love it. It's just, it's such an eclectic mix, you know, of these characters. Uh, the Herculoids. You gotta love it. There it is. Oh, it's all about uh, wacky races. Wacky races. Ooh, How about Dick- With Dick- Muttley? And Muttley in, mm-hmm. the, uh, in the biplanes. Mm-hmm. Stop that pigeon. Stop that pigeon. Exactly. And uh, what was the other great one? There's a whole. Oh, Space Ghost is great. Because you got Gary Owens doing the voice. Space Ghost! I like I liked it when it was a talk show and they still had Gary Owens. Yeah, it's not weird. That was really weird. <laughs> I loved that it, though. So I love Space Ghost, man. It that had to be Boomerang or somebody or Nick at Night. It was, uh, said, it was well, Cartoon Network. Was on, it was Adult that Swim. Was on, uh, Adult Swim, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess they had access to all that. So I guess that was Turner, right? Adult Swim was Turner. Yeah. So they would just he bought the Hanna Barbera library. They would just inlay like a TV monitor, like a, a graphic yeah. of the TV monitor, and put somebody. Uh, there were a lot of great guests on that show. With- Everybody was on that show. So- and you tried to figure out. So they're basically just in a studio somewhere talking to a photo. You know? Yeah. It's like- Gary Owens' voice coming over that. Gary uh, Owens, God. If you ever listen to those albums, the the Space Ghost albums, they're hilarious, and it's him There's doing Space Ghost albums. Yeah, they did with Brack. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was a '90s thing, or Don't Touch My Bone. Yeah, yeah. You never heard Dieter Down? <laughs> no. Oh. Are you joking? There's really Space Dater Ghost down. albums. Oh, hold on, hold on, no. Yeah, see? Is that that guy with the insect head? Is no, that was Brack with uh, the guy with like the lion mask. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Who's the guy with the insect head? Uh, uh, he's the Ed McMahon of the bunch. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> no, he's the musical guy. Yeah. Okay. Um. So so great. Z- uh, yeah, come on, John. I want to say Zoidberg, but it's not. Zoidberg. Hold on. Uh, Hanna Barbera. 
there's a there's a window of time where everything on Saturday morning was made by Hanna Barbera. Yeah, those guys <laughs> really. Must have been like, yeah. they must be like printing money because, uh, you know, uh, Jonesy, Jonesy and the Pussycats. Josie. Josie. Sorry, Josie. Josie. And of course, uh, Cabbage Off. Hey, listen. You had the oh, Cabbage Off. <laughs> listen. Captain Caveman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, well, that was that was certainly enjoyable, wasn't it, Brack? There you go. Did you hear that? Did you hear Space Ghost there? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It sounds like somebody other than Gary Owens, but still cool. It's somebody it's other. Still than cool. Gary. It's somebody. Well, he passed away. At some point, he passed away. I think he was the last guy. Well, I guess not the the last guy. One of the last guys left that was on Laughing. I think they're down to maybe three people now. They're still alive. Uh, what, what was laughing? Not very big. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Rowan and Martin's laughing. And now it's Rowan and Martin's laughing. Speaking with of Goldie Hawn. Speaking of laughing, it's time for the Digital Movie Club. Patrick, tell Digital us all about. Movies. Tell us all about Terminator Dose. Alrighty, Terminator 2 Judgment Day released in 1991 on July 3rd, four days before I was born. Directed wow. by James Cameron uh, with a budget of 10 million US dollars, gross 520.9 million dollars, uh, starring one Arnold Schwarzenegger, Edward Furlong, Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, and Joe Morton, and Earl Bowen. My man Earl Bowen. Eight point five on IMDb and a ninety-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What on my Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, ninety-three percent. Ninety-three percent. Wow. Yes, sir. Amazing. That's amazing. All right, let's rank it. (laughs) Short show. You gonna be out when? (laughs) There's nothing to talk about. I mean, we all know it's a great movie. And, uh, you know, because the wild yeah, yeah, the yeah. wild card is missing. We've got a wild card, and she's missing. <laughs> I mean, we're all going to give it tens, right? I mean, let's not. Why Patrick, we... do you have a hunch? Do you have a hunch what how Justine feels about this movie? She loves I have it. No clue. She loves it. Yeah, she loves it. She's a big fan of Robert Patrick, and uh, she's. A, do we know that? As a matter of fact, we do not. As a matter of fact, Justine likes. <laughs> Justine likes the episodes of X Files the best. When Mulder leaves and and Scully leaves, and uh, I forgot about and that. The, and, and one of the Gish kids, and uh, and the uh, Gish kids. One of the Gish grandkids, and wow. Uh, and well, you Patrick watched that. Over. I forgot about that. I thought it was um, oh hell. What I guess the other. I'm thinking of Millennium, right? There was a show that was a spinoff with mm-hmm. uh, um, with Robbie Williams oh. called Millennium. Oh, Lance Henrik wasn't yeah, that's that? Right. Uh, that's right. Okay, so Robert Patrick took over. He, I, it wasn't him and Jillian Anderson. It was just him. Huh? Jillian Anderson was there, but she was like working because they they broke up the X Files, I think. So she was back and to working. Trying, she was back to working in the lab. Okay, so they were trying. I guess what? Uh, so um, David Duchovny was trying to get off the show, right? He just yeah. had enough. Yeah, he wanted to do okay. movies, and okay. uh, and. Uh, in Californication. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so he went off the show, and then Robert Patrick took over. Gotcha. And then not really, and not then the Mulder came back for, like, the last season, I think. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Well, he's certainly effective in this one. Probably the first time anybody saw Robert Patrick, right? Yes. Yeah. And great. And that's what you, that's what you want. You want an unknown. You want to go. Oh, hey, there's that guy. Yeah, for real. And uh, does a great job. I mean, one of the absolutely. Be- you, when you watch this again, you're struck by what a, he's one of the all time great villains. Obviously, yep. Yep. they up the villain. They up the idea from Terminator, from the original Terminator. It's like this movie was yeah. twelve years. What was it? Twelve years later? No, I'm sorry, seven years later. But uh, boy, it was, it was worth. It was seven worth, years later. It was worth the wait. Yeah, eighty four was the original. Oh, I didn't realize that much time had passed. Wow. Yeah, because this is a ninety one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think what he did. In, he did the abyss. What else did he do in between? Uh, Aliens and the abyss. That's it. That's mm. it. I will tell you right now. Don't question uh, me. Aliens in the abyss. Uh, he did. I have the eagle equalizer. Future hunters, killer instincts, warlords from hell, Hollywood Boulevard two, Die Hard two. Right, no, Terminator we're talking about 2. we're talking about James Cameron, right? Oh, Pat, John, is that who you're talking about? John, you're talking about the yeah, director? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. That's all right. No, no That's worries. Okay. Don't, don't ever correct me. It sickens me. Okay? Thank you. Okay, it's- he did. <laughs> Piranha 2, The Terminator, Aliens, The Abyss, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, True Lies, Titanic, Ghost of the Abyss, Aliens of the Deep, so, Avatar. where did... Let me ask you this. Where do... Uh, where do the Abyss and Aliens fall in relation to Terminator 1 and Terminator 2? Uh, two years after Terminator and uh, three years after Aliens. So in between. Uh, yes. And what did I, John, now what did I say before? What did I say? Yeah, yeah that's pretty much what you said. Thank you. But we were, right. we were checking. I don't need, uh, I don't, Jake, we were, I, wait, 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 wait. You were checking. What do you mean you were checking? I told you. Oh. There's no need. There's no need. There's no need to. This is okay. This is where the show goes off the rails here. But, <laughs> um, I uh, like. I think what Jake was saying last week is that technology for the abyss, which they just barely touched on, that liquid face that kind of morphs. It's obvious that that's the beginnings of the technology for this guy. Oh, know? for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it still looks good after all these years. That still looks pretty goddamn good when he's melting, you know? Yeah, the only problem with the effects is that you it stands out from the background. You know, you could tell they had to use yeah. this is pre-CGI, so they had to use yeah. you know blue screen to get him in there. Um but I will say that this movie and Aliens, I never realized how much uh uh James Cameron likes to use the blue filter. Slap a blue filter on everything. What is that? Well, everything looks blue. Think of oh, think of how everything looks blue. Everything in Dyson's house, everything. Oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And when they're like in the uh, institution and all that, yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, sure, you know, but it's I don't know. It works. It really works. Oh, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's just, it's a it's a stylistic choice that I never realized the two movies had in common. Yeah, yeah. Jake, had you seen this before? I have seen this before. Did Can you, you love it? Yeah, I love it. It's good. It's wait, 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 right. wait, 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 wait
you need to take up the line of questioning here. Would you? Would you mind? <laughs> what do you mean it's great? Like, elaborate. He's asking you questions to follow up on to get your opinion and information about what we had to watch this week. It's called participating on. You the know, show. you know, I have <laughs> to fill Don't the void. Participate. There's no fucking point for you to show up. If you're not being like, hey, I enjoyed this movie. This is what I like. This is what I didn't like. This is how I rate it. Instead, you're just like, it was good. <laughs> you know, well, I felt like Matt, I had to fill the void with Justine. So, you know. Patrick, I feel Justine. answers <laughs> questions. Justine doesn't do that. What's funny is that Mario always like waits a beat and goes, you didn't watch it, right? <laughs> he always like waits a beat and goes, he didn't no, see it. No. <laughs> I apologize for yelling, but somebody had to say it. <laughs> Patrick, you just feel, you just found your role in the show. I know that you sometimes you feel like you're lost in the mix, but you are now my right hand man. You are you are. The, That's all it takes. You call one person out. You're the Jake handler you. now. Your 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 job is to just sit on Jake, <laughs> just sit on him, and Please. just just get all the answers out because I you know I don't. So what what Mario's going to do is when it's a moment like this, he's going to go, okay, Patrick, I want you to tear him apart. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't it's have like to. Willard. It's I don't like have Willard. To. Hey, what, what are you doing there? I want you to tear him apart. <laughs> I just have to sit here and, and, and I'm Patrick. I'm not mad. Will... I'm just disappointed. Like, put some effort in. Wow. wow. That's beautiful. That's like, a, that, that's like a dad thing. I'm not that mad that at you. I'm, son, I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed. That, that, that hurt a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it should. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. Uh, good movie. It's, a... <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I ain't budging. It was good. <laughs> what more do you want? It was good. I liked it. Yeah, it was yeah a movie. I liked it. A lot of fun. Yeah. It was, cool a, it was a movie. Yeah. All right. Good yeah, hit. The robot. I the will. Hey, hey, hey. I will. Murder. I will say. I will say. Uh, John. John Connor and uh, I forget the. I don't know the actor's name. The kid who plays John Connor is not not a great actor, but that's okay. You don't need a great. Good actor. enough. You're right. He's not yeah. a great actor, but it's it's almost like good enough. He's got to be this like. You know, teenage kid. It's almost like it's like, man, it doesn't it doesn't bring the movie down. He's not a great actor, but it doesn't kill the movie. You know, you know it's like, almost yeah. You know, but it's he, the but, bare minimum. But he still acts on par with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> it, it, when you're watching Schwarzenegger act, it doesn't really. He doesn't really stand out. You know, as what does it say that? Uh, I, I, again, it's like the, this is the best role he ever had. What he's got to play is this like sort of like emotionless killing machine, and it's where he really found his niche. You know, it's like <laughs> he he's never so emotive as that when he's doing the Terminator movies. You know, it's all somehow even yeah, the, somehow yeah. that brings out his best performances. It does because he's able to do it, and I know that Cameron told him. He says, "I want you to squash every human emotion, every impulse." I want you to be just robotic, and he's all can do. <laughs> <laughs> Up and at them. Up uh, and at them. <laughs> but yeah, it plays well into him. It plays well into him, and it makes and it makes the kid look a little bit better. <laughs> uh, the little I mean, kid, the story, yeah, he's he's awesome. He's not bad. I mean, he he's fine when he needs to be, but yeah, he's you know, obviously a child uh, actor, a child actor, and you know. Some of those deeper emotions are hard to get, and then you Hollywood never ever knows what to do with like what teenagers do. So like these two kids are running around the arcade, and the way they talk and everything, it's just like you know, no teenager talks that way. I remember at the time thinking, "Hasta la vista, baby." I I don't know one teenager that talks like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and then oh, yeah, what, pie, too slow. Mm. Yeah, and then um, uh, what's his name? James Cameron loves uh, military jargon and loves uh, you know. So people talk like you know sometimes like the cops and stuff like that, or they'll say things and they they don't sound like real people. And he loves like nicknames for things. It doesn't crop up as much here, but when you watch The Abyss and you watch. Uh, um, uh, Aliens, a lot of that's his love of that that kind of dialogue. Yeah, and it sort of works because most of his movies, that's what it is. It's either military or, you know, defense or police. Most of his movies, that's what you're, yeah, that the jargon fits, you know? Yeah. They're either like space cowboys or they're, you know, combat veterans or something. Yeah, he really does love writing that stuff. I feel like he, he, I think he puts himself... if what the kid is saying doesn't work, half of it's the writing, you know? That's an adult thinking that's how teenagers talk. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Uh, Michael Bay is it's like that, too. Problem. Michael Bay loves the... <laughs> Michael Bay loves the... He's a lot like James Cameron, where he likes the... What is it? What are they called in... Um, oh, gosh. In... Uh, and Boys. No, in, in The Abyss, they, there's a name. Uh, and then they do it again. They do it in... Michael Bay does it in... Um, in Armageddon, where they have a nickname for themselves for like the job they do, uh, you know. Uh, um, so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd be like if John, if John went to Trader Joe's and like was like, you know, you know, was like, hey, we're we're fruit slingers, you know, that's what we do, you know. It's just like nobody, nobody you calls, it is? nobody calls you that. No, it's kind of like the Wrecking Crew. I don't know if you ever saw the documentary on the studio musicians, the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, everyone called them. Yeah. Yada, 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 the wrecking crew. Oh, call out the wrecking crew. You know who does a great, the wrecking crew. And what's great is like Hal Blaine says, you know, we didn't call ourselves the wrecking crew. That came like 30 years later. They said, we have to come up with a name for you guys. We didn't walk around saying, yeah, yeah I'm one of the wrecking crew. Yeah. Let's go wreck some stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, no. That's for you guys to decide. You know, we don't give ourselves a nickname. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah you're, you're <laughs> one of those people in high school, it gives yourself a nickname. Call me speedy. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> It's like, no, that's for us to do. We give you the nickname. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. give yourself a nickname. When you're on the streets, you don't get to call yourself Casper. Somebody gives you that name. <laughs> Casper. Oh, where'd that come Spooky. from? Spooky. Nobody, you don't, you, don't, oh, you know oh. what I mean? You know. Uh, so, yeah, you know, we're talking, we're talking jargon. But, yes, yeah, uh, some of uh, James Cameron's dialogue can be a little clunky sometimes, uh, you know. So that's another. So sometimes that paired with you know not so great acting, kind of stands out sometimes, and that you know it hits your ear the wrong way. But uh, I think that you're right. A lot of that is not the you know the fault of the actor. Sometimes you know, hey look, the, the kid didn't ask himself to be cast. He tried out, and they thought he was the best pick for whatever <laughs> reason. <laughs> what he's got to look like is sort of like. You know, moody and confused, and he pulls it off. The face. Uh, they probably cast him for the face. He's got to look sort of like rebellious and moody and confused yeah. and hurt, and the face pulls it off. It's just, he's just not the world's greatest kid actor, that's you fine. know. But and that's fine. It, it doesn't hold the movie back. No, it doesn't. Where Cameron, where Cameron is great is like that the. Where the dialogue needs to be lean and mean, he it, it's, it's right on the money. All that sort of like, you know, you know, come with me if you want to live. Those scenes call for that kind of sparse dialogue, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> when you're like, you know, in a moving truck or jumping out of a window or throwing a bomb, that's when you need something, you know, to the point, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Right, right, right. Perfect. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I wonder, 
No, you're right. I just wonder. There's just other things where. Do I really need the 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 director's commentary from the helicopter pilot while everything's going on? You yeah. know, I don't. Do I need that uh, scene? It's, it's yeah. damn war zone down here. It's like who's really going to be uh, announcing that obvious. over? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. Is it though? <laughs> you, you like that? <laughs> Mario's all. You did see the movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a damn minigun. You really think we need to, like... (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, got it. Okay, gotcha. Got it. We know know what a minigun is, James Cameron. We know because we saw Predator a couple years ago. You are letting us know that you know, too. And that's great. It's a damn minigun. It's like, why is that even a line in there? <laughs> yeah, there's some exposition that is not necessary, but uh, in general, there's not a lot of fat. This thing just moves, no, and no, every everything is advancing the story. You know, it's well done. It's well done. I like the editing. You always think about the editing, man. He does just not. He does not take a breath. It is on to the next scene. There's just never an ounce of fat with the action. You no, know, uh, the only other thing that takes it away is the uh, the cartoony guy who drives a little. Construction that little uh, gardening truck. With the that, shadow. Yeah, with, with the, the shadow. shadow on the back. Hello. <laughs> and as he's as he's diving over the wall, it's like a cartoon. Whoa! You know. But other. But I that, always loved about that. The one thing I do love about that is there the circumstances are really dire, and the, they really have to move. And the idea that they're in this little pickup truck with a little wooden shed on the back. And you see that it goes to 60, and he goes, he goes, come on, step on it. He's all, this vehicle is now going the maximum speed. (laughs) You're like, that's a great way to up the ante, that we cannot move in this thing. We have this truck. You know, when the kid says, I could get out and run faster, you're going, this is a terrible position to be in. Out of all the vehicles they could have jumped into, this is the worst one. (laughs) Uh, No, but I was thinking about some of the set pieces this time around. You know, the shootout with the police. And then that whole freeway chase with the helicopter, um, and all really well done. A good mix of physical stunts and uh, enough CGI. And you're right, John. The the the, the liquid metal, the T1000, still looks great. Uh, the way it moves, the way they do everything. You know, just some of the effects are more obvious now. You know, 30 years later, which which is going to happen. But I'll tell you what, this yeah. whole this holds up to me better 30 years later than something like, you know. Planet of the Apes already looked pretty dated, like when you know, and it was less than twenty years when I saw it. You know what I mean? It was already starting to look dated because Star Wars had come out and things like that. You know? Yeah, it's like rubber masks. You know? Yeah. The other thing is this: I think this movie sets the tone for for sci-fi and action movies. Yes. In a lot of ways, he's so ahead of the curve, and the tone of it, even not just the effects. Um, I think really, when you think about it, it's 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 funny to forget that now. But I think the way that action movies uh, were shot and and cut, uh, you know, for years, I think this was the gold standard, you know, especially the the the, the thing with the truck busting through the uh, through the wall and chasing him on the uh, you know the uh, the riverbed uh, yes. next to the freeway. That is something that I think it took a very long time for anybody to top that as far as chase chase sequences, you know. Yeah. No, there's a lot of really great action in here, and uh, and you know what I what I love is that they uh, the, the the transformation of Linda Hamilton's character from kind of this meek yeah. this meek damsel in distress in the first movie to like a totally kick ass like 
you know, woman in this. That that's that to me is a great character transformation. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and awesome. yes, very good. Patrick, had you seen this as a young boy, as a young lad yeah. growing up? Yeah, uh, I've seen it several times since you were since you grew up new, near Pescadero State Hospital. Yes, all of this area is real and familiar. No, none of it's all. Wow. Well, it's supposed to be, I think, uh, a Tuscadero, which is another. Yeah, it's supposed to be like kind of Bay Area ish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a nice follow up sequel to the original Terminator. As I've gotten older, the acting has gotten worse. Yes. From the kid. <laughs> like when you're, when you're, yeah, right? Like when you're a kid watching this, like the whole, you know, Asta La Vista thing, obviously, it's great, right? Um, but as you get older, you're just kind of like, mm, it's real, uh, it's real cringeworthy. Yeah. Um, so it's a little, little rough around the edges sometimes. However, um, action from an action standpoint, the action in this film is absolutely fantastic. Yes. Uh, the special effects for the time were really impressive and it is by far the best follow up to a villain, uh, in you know an action movie like re- the Terminator itself originally was terrifying, and you have this new T one thousand which can change its shape, can be anything it needs to be to find and hunt you. It's it's pretty scary, and it does a nice job of kind of throwing you for a loop for the first ten minutes because you're kind of like I don't know which one's which, which one is the one that's out to get us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we now going into a movie theater back in nineteen ninety one, we had no idea. We knew Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be in it. But we didn't know he was going to be end up being the good guy. Yeah. Uh, do you remember uh, that, John? Like, there was no talk that he was going to be the good guy. It was a great twist because now he's the protector. He's the kid's protector. Yeah. And that was a great twist. And like Patrick said, that first scene, they're running. They're both running at him from a different direction. You're like, yeah, well, you which one's the bad one? <laughs> you really don't know until the Terminator protects him. Like, you, you have no idea up until that point. Because uh, the other one's dressed like a cop, <laughs> you know. So you're yeah. going, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's just, it's I, I can appreciate a lot of this film, and then there's just parts that really kind of drive me crazy. Like the what? Whole, the whole relationship that they try and build between the machine and the boy, I get it, I understand it. I just doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me or the film, really. You do get a nice and, thumbs up at the end, though. I mm-hmm. can do without it, right? Like, I could deal with the fact that he's there to protect him. I, I could deal with the fact that, you know, all of that stuff. I just, I don't really care about him, you know, becoming best friends with the machine that he has to later let go. I get it. It's pumping in drama. It's helping you bond with the character, but it doesn't do much otherwise. Okay. I, I mean, I, uh, I I think, yeah, you're right. It is a little... Uh, it's, they, it's contrived. Like, it, it feels really forced. They do try to force it, but... Uh, and maybe that's where the lack of emotion from the kid comes in, where the lack of yeah. acting skill with it from the kid comes in, because maybe you don't. Well, feel- it's funny. She tries to kind of explain it like he's had so many men in his life that just sort of like bailed on him that yeah. this machine, at least this machine's never going to leave his side. That was kind of interesting. I thought the way she described it, like, OK, he's never going to bail on him. He's always going to be there. He's going to fight to the death to protect him. And it's probably what the kid's responding to. I'm sure that was the idea in the script. Is here's yeah. this thing he bonds with because for the first time this guy isn't going to be got, like gone the next day, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, and you know he also it seems like he's desperate for a father figure, so that almost makes sense that he bonds with this thing. It's a little bit of a stretch that he's you know bonding with this killing machine, but uh, 
it's it's amazing that it works at all, especially yeah. even on Arnold's end. It's amazing that any of that works at all at the end, and it kind of does. For me, at the very end, it's a little sappy, but it kind of works when he says, uh, now I know why you cry. You know, it's a I mean, dopey line, yeah, but, you know. It's terrible. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, hey, but what kid? What kid wouldn't want? What kid wouldn't want his own robot? You know what That's I mean? That's it. That's it. When he says, "All oh, right, you got to do what I say," you know, yeah. every kid wants his own robot. And how about one that's like the, <laughs> you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, in a yeah, leather like, jacket with a rifle? You it's know? like my bodyguard. Uh, yeah, exactly. there's this film is fantastic. It's just script-wise, it's not strong. It's weak. Yeah, it's clunky. But visually, but again, yeah. that goes back to the way Cameron writes. I think. And so, yeah, like, yeah, John's right. Much. John's right. You keep the dialogue to a minimum. You don't go for anything too deep. And it works. And yeah, when, when they're doing the least amount of talking is when it works the best. And you go, gee, it should have been a silent movie. You know, it's like, it's like when he really keeps it to a bare minimum, just monosyllables, you're going, now it's working. It's just move, move, move. You know, <laughs> you know what I was also, <laughs> what I also yeah. realized this time is how sparse the score is and how that works well, too. The score is pretty yeah, sparse. Right. Who's and, doing the score? Uh, you know, I didn't even check. Can you check on that, Patrick? Yeah, hold on. You know, You're right. It hardly sounds like anything at all. It's just like uh, you wonder if it's just uh, how much score there is if you had to time it. Brad Ira Fidel. Okay. Never heard of him. Yeah. I don't know, but he did a good job with this one. I liked it. Because it's a, it's effective. What yeah. you're getting is just like, like and, a little bass here and a little rumbling and, there. And, and it's very down. It's very it's a it's it doesn't there's no there's not a lot of brightness to it because you're dealing yeah. with the end of the world, so it works re- really really well. Um, you know what's funny? One of the lines that's always bugged me that you guys talk about <laughs> Edward Furlong being the a, a bad kid actor is when they're in the car, they're trying to escape from the facility, and uh, Robert Patrick is chasing them. And uh, Lynn Hamilton asks him for a clip, another clip for the gun. And the way he responds, it sounds like they're playing like Army because he goes, last one, just like that. He's like, last one. I'm like, no, 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 no. That, that was a weird read. Maybe let's yeah. do that again. Last one, mom. Yeah. Like something. He, does, he, sounds, <laughs> he sounds anything but panicked. <laughs> he sounds anything but panicked. He sounds like he's having the time of his life. Last one. Uh, my man. My man. Yeah. Of course, the greatest can you line. Imagine, in- uh, can you imagine being the, uh, the stuntman on this movie? Oh, love you know, it. like the guy that rides the motorcycle over the uh, embankment on the off the freeway into the river. Mm. How'd you like to be that guy? You know, <laughs> a lot of great, a lot of great, or the guy that climbs up onto the rig and shoots into the cab, and you know, Jesus, he climbs from the yeah. <laughs> while they're moving, I can't even imagine. Oh. While they're they do it di- these days, they do it digitally. He, he climbs out of the the car and onto the the, the uh, yeah the the hood of the uh, truck, or he flies under flies under the bridge with a helicopter. <laughs> You know. Yeah, how'd you like to be any of those guys? I can't even imagine well, how they came up with this stuff. Uh, let me. I'll, I'm going to ask you guys what your favorite line is from the movie, and then I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. So, Jake, uh, let me have your favorite line from the movie. <laughs> My favorite line. I think it's the come. It's got. It's the iconic. Come with me if you want to live. Okay, uh, Patrick. Yeah, that's a great one. Um. Mm, I mean, it's just, it's all one-liners. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Really, it is. Uh, it is. I kind of always like... It is. 
as much as we give him shit, I like the doc. I like how oblivious and of a dumbass he is, and I like oh, yeah. his uh, yeah. comeuppance, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Earl Bowen? Yeah. Yeah, he's great in this. Uh, he's really he's great good. in both of them. Uh, you're kind of glad he's back. You're going, he's one of the few people that lived through the events of the first movie, <laughs> and, and he's still a real jackass, and you're like, yeah, it's great that she's got a needle full of you know cleaning fluid right at his neck, you know? Uh, uh, John, what's your favorite line in the whole movie, man? Yeah, you know, at the moment, all I can think of is that, yeah, come with me if you want to live, because it's like, I'll be back. It's one of those just simple, cut the cut to the chase, you know? Uh, the, 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 best, the best line in the movie is, siempre como culebra. Uh, Justine just dropped in. Justine, what are you doing? Oh, you want me to talk? I was just going to stay muted. No, you can talk, you mutie. We can't hear you. you good, talk, of, good talk, good talk, good talk. Great, she's muted again, thank God. Good talk, cool, cool. Finally, some silence. <laughs> wow. I wonder if she knows, oh, we can't hear her. Justine, we can't hear she you, knows, honey. John. She knows. It says no mic. Maybe she's hit it by accident. Maybe No she, mic. Maybe she did it on purpose. Last one. All right. <laughs> that's oh, what's your favorite line, Mario? I told you, siempre, siempre, Listen. siempre como culebra. What does that mean? Siempre como culebra, Connor. And that means always, always like a snake. Someone. Ah, mm-hmm. gotcha. How about that? Gotcha. Siempre como culebra, Connor. Was that when they were like uh, at the uh, uh, where all the uh, arms are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She when when. Uh, when she like turns around and he's got the shotgun, she goes siempre como culebra. I love when when uh, the Terminator picks up the kid and he's just looking at it like you know, hmm, what's this? Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> a child he pulls know? the head off. I haven't seen too many of them. I just you know. I'm back, and we're back. Justine, we're just about to rank Terminator Two. Are you ready to give us your ranking? Nope. What you didn't watch it? Cool. I couldn't. I've been doing 1 a.m. shifts. Have you never seen it before? I remember I told you I think I mixed it with other movies, so I'd have to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, let's watch it for next week and then get us a... uh, Get us a... Get us a a ranking. Siempre como culebra, Justine. Okay. Let's rank it. Patrick, go. Uh, Because of the shitty writing and acting, I'm going to give it an 8. An 8. Yeah, Jake, it's still, it's, it, it's, I love it. It's still Shit, great. Shitty writing and acting, but an eight's a pretty good score. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. It's still great. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Eight and a half, John. Yeah. Uh it just works so well that even despite the clunkers in the script, I give it a nine. I'm gonna give it a nine as well. This is nine. This is a nine for me. Almost a ten. Almost a ten. I don't know so what two hearts and two nines. It's hard to imagine a you know as far as action movies go. I can't believe it. Thirty years later, it still holds up as well as it does. You know, Justine has. Uh, uh, Justine, are you writing this down while you're driving? Yeah, yeah please. Like you got to do this work. Okay, good. <laughs> so for next week, I'm we. Here and I got it. For next week, we've got a movie, a little movie we like to call the Commitments, which none of you have seen except for John and I, and I'm very excited about this one. That's what you think. You've seen this? Yes. Yeah, hmm. All right. What? John, have you seen The Commitments? 
I have. Oh, and you love it, right? Yes. Okay, we'll see good. how it holds up. Probably haven't seen it in 30 years, but uh, we'll see. It holds up. It holds up, man. We, we're call-ins in 10 minutes, so let's wrap this up. All right, Justine, where, where were you today? What happened, man? Inventory. Ew, how was it? I'm just tired. I've been doing 1 a.m. the past few days. Gross. How many googly eyes did you have? Uh, 500. Did you really? Are those 500 what individuals or 500 pairs? That's a lot of Google. That's a lot of googly eyes. <laughs> She's management. She doesn't have to count googly yeah, eyes anymore. Mean, I counted it. I got other people that do that for me. Dang, management must be nice. Entitled. She just points. She walks in the door and points and goes, how many googly eyes? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how many there is there. And they go, I don't know. <laughs> well, get on that. <laughs> John, do you have to do inventory over at Trader Joe's? We have a company. We have to prep it for inventory. We have a company that comes in overnight and does the counting. We have to prep it for inventory, line everything up, make sure it's all labeled, all the boxes. We used to do that. We don't do that anymore. Now they make us do it ourselves. Yeah, I can't even imagine. That would be a nightmare. But it's enough work just having to, like, label all the boxes and line everything on the shelves up, you know. Hmm. I mean, I mean, we're counting. If it's in cases, we're counting and writing it. But uh, uh, we have a company that comes in. I think it's on a shelf. They're kind of like they just come in and count it themselves. Uh, yeah. All right. This has, been, uh, this has been inventory talk with John and Justine. <laughs> I, I asked. I don't know why I'm being a smartass about it now. Uh Okay, we're well, not surprised. Well, we, <laughs> hey, well, we, what a great show, guys! Did a good job today. Great movie this week. Another good movie next week. So we'll be back next week, probably in studio. Uh, but I got to wrap it up and get out of here. So for John, for Jake, for Patrick, for, for Justine, who dropped in at the last minute, we will say this transmission ends now. Unity. Unity.